Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back, one and all. The second year rolls on of Trash Manga Friends as we are now, well, the anniversary now very much in our rearview mirror. And now that we're past the Isekai, we can uh, focus on other cool, good series that aren't Isekai or fantasy, which is the same thing, really. In fact, we're going back to school this time around. As I know, as you know, it's summer, which means school. That's that's exactly how the academic year works. All on that time, I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends. That's trash, but some of them weren't. AKA the Trash Manga Friends podcast with two exclamation marks instead of one. Episode thirty: Failure Frame. I became the strongest and annihilated everything with trash manga. You know the drill by now, it's the show where three people discuss two volumes of one trash manga, we dissect what's good, we dissect what's bad, we dissect what's trash, and we love every second until we don't, also known as after we've read page one. I am your forever host, Sean, with the Alice of buying more manga than I will ever read, and I am joined by Mike, whose Alice is to negate the outside world and reality itself. And Phil, whose Alice is to omit trash pheromones that attract all the boys to the yard. How are you both? You are nailing this intro, buddy. Oh, a t- 10 out of 10. Amazing. You'd, you'd almost think after three episodes I'd have this down, but you know. <laughs> it's just like, I'm sitting and thinking, yeah, you know what? If I had, if I could have any power, I'd, I'd take that. Now, nah, screw being able to like fly and shit. No, just let me negate the entire world. Delete the world. Start over. That'd, that'd be best for everyone. I mean, what would what if you could have a superpower, Mike? What would it be? Uh, getting to listen to you two more. Phil, yeah. if you could have a superpower that wasn't a lie, <laughs> what would it be? Uh, I I have no idea. See, mine seems more realistic when he just doesn't answer. I mean, I did answer. <laughs> My answer was, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, this is that a is Phil an answer, answer though. That's how answers work. This is a Phil answer where he's just like, don't. It's like, cool, thanks. <laughs> Gonna be one of those days. Uh, how, how are you? Well, when you're reading trash manga, it's always one of those days. Yes, it is, buddy. And with this one, yes, it was. Fucking hell, this was a... Uh, okay, you know what? Yeah. Let's wait Wait for it. <laughs> like, Yeah. yeah. A- anything you want to say, Phil, while we're still in a good mood? This is a good mood. <laughs> no. Great. Not like, have at. Have at. Fucking get on with it. God. Let's get to the trashing. So, this time around, we were covering Gakuin Alice, which is officially localized as Gakuin Alice. But uh, if you want to translate it, it's Alice Academy. Uh, so, this is, I-, I believe it's a shoujo manga. I don't know if I'd say it's a shoujo, but I think that's what it's broadly classified yes. as. Yeah, I'd say it is. It ran from September 2002 to June 2013 for 31 volumes total and reached 7 million sales. Uh, also inspired like a free volume spin-off and had three games, one on the GBA, PS2 and DS. You fucking what? Yeah, back when, back when manga's got games. It is drawn and written by Tachibana Higuchi and this is by far the most successful work. I think everything else they've done is pretty much like a one-shot. And it was licensed by Tokyo Pop. Oh boy. So you can buy 16 volumes in English, but good luck because they they died and now good luck finding anything they ever did. I mean, just for shits and giggles, I checked how much a volume was on uh, Amazon yesterday. You can get 
some of them for 10 to 15 pounds bit on the expensive side uh then you can get some for 100 pounds yeah just for shits and giggles i just uh looked it up on ebay uh a copy of any random volume of this yeah. manga goes from anywhere between 27 pounds and 150 yeah it's basically random pretty much rest in peace tokyo pop and i don't believe anyone's ever picked up this license afterwards so nope you'll never be able to read the rest of this officially in english almost certainly mm-hmm. uh but you can watch the anime there was a 26 episode anime done by group tac a studio i must admit i never really heard of it is on crunchyroll in some territories but not in the uk and yeah there you go so uh seeing as you can't really go into a shop and buy it or can't watch it on crunchyroll phil i guess you'll have to tell us a bit about what is gaku and alice or alice academy actually about uh sure <laughs> the, the the strain in your voice is very telling there but go it, on it's this is the one part of the show you have to do buddy you can do it oh fine it's hot i have no energy today it is crazy hot in the uk right and now, i so. i have to have my window shot to record this because otherwise this you're gonna is like one of the cooler days <laughs> yeah but it still sucks <laughs> like, and i also still have to have my window shot so yeah if there's low energy do- don't mistake that particular point for a lack of enthusiasm. <laughs> if there's low energy, it's because these two are babbies who can't take a bit of heat. Oh no, my my, my room's fine, so I'm I'm happy. That's impressive. I'm yeah, I know. I don't know how I managed it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I fucking managed it, but yeah. Go anyway, on. who knows of how much this of this there? Who knows how much of this stays in the episode? Bill, <laughs> what's Gaku and Alex all about? Sure. Gaku and Alice follows the story of uh, Sakura Mikan, who is a 10-year-old girl who rather suddenly finds out her best friend is leaving to the prestigious Alice Academy. After being promised that they would exchange letters and constant visits, there is none of that, at which point Mikan decides to run away to Tokyo to this academy to try and find her friend only to find that it is a school for people with special powers and the government will not let them leave essentially in an effort to protect them yeah like this thing is likened to a prison uh, i mean it i don't is think i'd call it likened to a prison prison funnily enough mike is not as nice uh it depends which prison you go to and uh, yeah okay uh, but even the nice prisons, I'm pretty sure you have less freedom than here. They can't leave the ground, sure, but otherwise they're pretty free to do what they want. It's not so much that it's a prison as such. Like they're not kept in cells or anything, but they're not allowed to leave and they aren't allowed to contact the outside world, as we find out a little bit further in. And it's just just very, very isolationist and culty for like yeah. no reason as far as I can tell. It's more restrictive in some ways and less in others. It it is explained sort of briefly and shown. Yeah, not extent. well though is my point. Much like everything in this series. <laughs> yeah, um, this one, I, this was one of those ones that I read and like ten pages in, I was like, I was just sitting there and out loud I spoke. Phil, what the fuck is this garbage? <laughs> this is uh not great. Do you want a fun fact, Mike? Oh, go on. 
This is in the top 250 of Mal. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, when you were reading off all those stats about, like, how it got all these adaptations and shit. And how it got 7 million sales. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Like, this is very early on. You probably already noticed from the description that this is very much a... If My Hero Academia was bad. <laughs> like, if, if you've watched or read that and you just think, Man, I like this, but could it be a bit more shit? Then that's what you're reading here. Highly different demographics. There, it Mike. is, yeah. One of them's a shoujo, the, uh, the other ones are shonen. So I, I get it. Like I get that it's, it's, it's just the characters aren't nearly as compelling in this, and it's just not as well thought out. And they make these excuses for things you don't need to make excuses for, and it creates plot holes and. Ugh. It's like, at least My Hair Academia, it's all out on the table. In this, they're trying to keep it as, like, this X-Men school for witchcraft and wizardry shit. You know? <laughs> they're trying to keep it all secret. And it's like, why? How? How do you keep this a secret? Okay, they're trying to keep it a secret because we're actually told people would kidnap the children, basically. Sure. And use their abilities for nefarious deeds. So the whole point is... That's why they're not allowed to leave. That's why they try and keep what actually happens in the school a secret. And they're just like, yeah, it's for super smart people kind of thing. But people try to kidnap people every day. The, the, yeah. <laughs> the sure. solution is not practical imprisonment. Like, ah, oh, someone kidnapped someone. Enforce curfew. Mandatory. Across the country. <laughs> it's like, I get that it's, it's, it's listed as a security measure. Uh, not a good one, mind you, because these kids all have some sort of superpowers, all of which allow them to escape in some way. It's implied there's various things that prevent them from doing it, usually. Like an electric fence, and no facility that has an electric fence around the sides could ever be considered evil. <laughs> well, so the point is, like, the teachers all have the special abilities, and they're always keeping an eye out. Like whipping children! Oh my god, like, the main teacher that we interact with in this is the creepiest fucking guy ever. No, no, Mike, no, he's just, he's just a bit camp, what are you on about, buddy? Well, for one thing, they, they outright accuse him of being a transvestite at some point, which is, uh, yes. ooh, that's a bit off. It was 2002, remember? Sure, sure. Like, I know, different time and all that, but eesh. Like, this was back when we would use gay as a punchline. I'm just going to say big yeesh on that one, yes. on that point. It, it hasn't done well as time's gone on. But also, this teacher in himself, bear in mind that he is, let's say, anime ages. So let's say he's 20 or 30 or young adult, but definitely an adult age. 27. Does it actually say he's 27? I think one we read is 20-something, but on sure. the fan wiki, they list him as 27. Okay, so definitely an adult. Definitely should know better. His superpower is he uses pheromones on people to make them do whatever they want. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, in charge of children, which he frequently uses his pheromones on. Oh, no. <laughs> You're painting that a lot worse than it is. I don't think I am. Yeah, you never see him acting improperly. It's just like, I I would not put... Like, the, the potential for an abuse of very bad power there is uh ah that's terrifying 
especially considering they're already in the child prison. That's true of any teacher ever, Mike. You, you don't need special powers to abuse the kids. Sure. Well, but... The other thing is, first, I mean, he can't help that that's his power. In some, like, he can help the yeah. way he uses it, but he can't yeah. help that it's his... Because he's not even the only one who has, like, pheromones that make other people, or the other character's case, animals, do shit. So he can't help that that's what he was born with. I get that he can't help that he was born with that. I'm also assuming that there's a narrow pool of, like, teachers who also have magical superpowers. Yes. That, as far as I'm aware, they all have superpowers of some sort. My yeah. issue is not that he has those powers. My issue is how liberally he uses them on children. <laughs> like, nine, ten-year-old children. It's like, oh no. I mean, we only ever see him using it on one for supposedly good reason. Uh, he tries to use it on the lead. When they first meet, he tries to, he tries uh, to use yes. it on them, and that's how he discovers that her magical power yes. of negation. Yes. Yeah, which is not actually... About that. It's, it's not a bad power to have, like, as far oh, as... no, it's absolutely protagonist. fine. If you read a certain magical index, you'll see what it's like when that power's done well. <laughs> There's also an X-Men character called Leech that has that, um, has that exact power as well, and yeah, the stories told around that are pretty great. I mean, hey, have you ever watched... X-Men 3, The Last Stand. That's no. Even that's done better than this, I would argue. <laughs> but And that is not a good movie. What's <laughs> no. not done better than this, Mike? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're also comparing a Hollywood budget to a standard manga. Sure, but Hollywood budgets have never guaranteed good storytelling. <laughs> no, but you know, you can afford the talent to write better. Tell that to DC. <laughs> yeah, like, you are talking about a superhero movie here. A not well-received one. <laughs> the point is, there's more money there to afford the staff to potentially have better, or the same might. My point is, this is character is not written particularly well, as none of this is written particularly well. This is a very classic example of the author wanting to play with this idea they had but fumbling the execution, in my opinion. It's just so much of a girl gets into this situation, what wacky thing happens? Okay, cool, it's fine. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, it does often feel like they have ideas and then they just completely like mess it up. And then even when the chapters themselves, like they have characters contradict these ideas, or then you get about halfway in the chapter and they're like, I'm bored of this now, I'm off to do this other thing. It feels like the chapters would be better if they were just cut in half every time, because they pretty much narratively are. Yeah, also the art is so unreadable. Crap. Oh god, so yeah, I have multiple ones. So first of all, the art, I get the author seems way more comfortable doing um, like the deformed style images, so when characters are off model, they're fine with that, they can do that mm. absolutely fine. When they actually have to start drawing like normal expressions and all that, it is the most generic in fact no not even yet underwhelming shoujo faces like if you've seen the shoujo parody faces in any modern thing where they're like remember how it used to be where they just stare with the giant eyes and the doki doki and the spark it's that but the parody's probably drawn it better it's like we we talk about face blindness a lot there is three characters like if you look up the first cover of the first volume of this manga there is four characters on it one of them is the protagonist Mikan. And there is three male characters. And when you consider the things in black and white, they all look the fucking same. 
like exactly the same. It and they have the same facial expressions as well. Their hair is nearly identical on all of them. It is so hard to tell them apart sometimes. Are you sure one of those guys isn't her best friend? It might be. That's kind of my point. <laughs> it's like it's I'll so say hard I have to had tell. An issue telling them apart myself. I, I had no face blindness because they have very different hairstyles. Pretty much. I was going to say the hair for me was fine. Like, I know the two guys have similar hair, but they're different colors, so it's easy enough to tell them apart. And they tend to have very different expressions as well. I constantly had to double take on each of them. Like, what? What? Who's talking? Okay, cool. Right. Like, I could figure it out. My issues were less with that. My issues were more... So, to its moral credit, like, this manga rarely uses, like, default kind of, like, oh, we're going to have six panels of the page, it's going to be like this. So they do use a lot of, like, different styles of paneling. Like, they'll have, like, a half vertical page, or they'll have lots of other little panels going on. The flip side of that is I, I never have any idea where my eyes are supposed to flow, and it also doesn't help, but a lot of the characters seem to have like little asides that they say as well at the same time so i'm just there going what am i reading next where am i looking next i yeah. don't know it was a chuck but no exhausting yeah it was exhausting to read just because i had to constant i couldn't just naturally just sit back and flow i had to be like where, where am i going now on the page is it here no that yeah. feels out of order i have to go down here then up there like, i had the exact same issue i put part of that down to the uh scan leaders to be honest I, I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't not necessarily saying they're the best. Not that Tokyo Pop were the best either. But like, there's only so much of like layout they can account for. Ultimately, no, I, I, I understand that, but I imagine in Japanese it's probably laid out a little bit better with the wording um, and things. You see, to Maybe. me, the issue was the. I also had this exact same issue with the panel layouts. I really did. Like, just knowing where the flow of it went was so hard. And when you combine that with the messy art style, which I'm guessing gets better as the thing goes along, uh, but it was very, very... Oh, I hope so. Yeah, it was very messy. And, I mean, combine it with a bunch of other stuff that probably wasn't the manga's fault, like the fonts that were used in the translations we read. It's yeah. just combining all of that, it made it so hard to read this thing. Like, I, I found myself just missing out on details because, like, what? <laughs> like, I missed it because it was just there. It also doesn't help that the author isn't always brilliant necessarily at drawing the powers themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, I appreciate when a power's pheromones, what the fuck are you going to draw outside of, like, love hearts or characters blushing? Sure. But, like, one of the lead guys in this, his power is essentially fire, and they're portrayed to be like, oh, my God, they are, like, dangerous their powers at a dangerous level where they can't really control it and they have to have limiters on themselves so like they'll use fireballs that go out of control mm -hmm. this author can't draw fire <laughs> like can't. okay you occasionally you'll have like some smudges on the front which are meant to be like the licking flames and all that but generally fire is drawn pure white and it's like i, I again i don't know if that's down to the scanning process maybe no i wouldn't say that I would say that's an artistic fault. Yeah. There's enough problems with the art that it gets to a point where it's like, yeah, this isn't scanning or scanlation. This is just a bad artist. Yeah, I, d I don't know why. I don't know if it was this artist's choice to do this story or if they were picked for it. But I don't, if they were picked to do it by someone else, I, I don't know why. I mean, they, they, they wrote it as well. So. All oh, right, there you go then. Yeah. So 
yeah, like I don't know why they wanted to play with this idea without practicing it a bit more. Maybe they thought I'm gonna do a shoujo manga, therefore I don't need to know how to do the shonen aspects of it very well. But the whole thing comes together so messily. And while I do empathize with what you said, where some powers are hard to visually show, the ones that are easy to visually show, they just fumble all the time. It's so... I cannot stress enough how hard it is to read this thing. Like, physically difficult to sit down and read it. Because it's not a complicated story whatsoever. No, as I say, there are so many parallels, especially for, like, My Hero Academia and A Certain Magical Index, which are both very similar in many ways. So it's a story you can already go straight in and go like, oh, I've got comparison points, and yet you're here like going, uh... It also does do a fair bit of the explain the mechanics a bit too much. Uh, it's not nowhere near as bad as some of the shit we've but it does go into details that you don't necessarily need, and it goes through them, not so much that they go through the details, but they do it all at once. So, like, very early on, you learn that this school they're in is split into three sections, which is like the elementary, the mid school, and the high school, or maybe more than three. I don't know, but well, yeah, it's a full academic spectrum. Yeah. yeah. So, and but you don't really need to know that, considering all of the story that we are subjected to takes place in the elementary school area. It's like, I would understand expanding it out a bit, but they go into way too much detail about it. It's not all of it in the elementary school. In fact, later on, we have her interacting with, like, the middle and high school age Yeah, later on, they do. So, yeah, it's there to explain why those teens are there, for example. You don't even necessarily need to do that. You can just be like, it's a school. Done. You can, but then you have the question of, well, why Why's the school got elementary with high school kids, for example? For the sake of a line in passing saying, oh, it's a school that has combined elementary, middle, and high school. I don't think that's a problem. Yeah, I, I don't think it'd be a problem at all, but it's not a line in passing. They, there's entire chapters devoted to how they've got all these different schools really and they're separated not, by these, these forests. And It's really not, Mike. I really think it was. Maybe, okay. You are drastically misremembering that. Maybe I am. And I would argue that if I am, that is a symptom of me having to read this thing multiple times just to understand what the fuck was going on. Yeah, it... Yeah. I see. I think you are overblowing that bit, but there are definitely other elements. Like, um, the one, one of the ones that really gets me is the, the star system. So they have a power grading system in the school, which essentially goes from at the top of the tier, you have special, which is reserved for Super Saiyan, Super Dangerous Fireboy. Super Saiyan Fireboy, yeah. Super Saiyan Fireboy, sure. And then there's three stars, which includes her best friend. Yeah, triple, double, single, and then no star, you dum-dum. Oh boy. (laughs) Why are you even here? Why are you even here? Go, Go hang out with the kindergartners, quite literally. That's mm, fine. Yes. I have no problem with that because pretty much all of the equivalent series do ways of grading quirks or powers, etc. And you need a way of grading these people reliably without constantly being shown how powerful they are. So yeah, you I didn't mind absolutely it. Absolutely do. And then as it turns out, someone can just point a teacher can just point at you and go, You're a no star, and that's it. And <laughs> yeah. this also affects your living quarters, your quality of living, yeah. your food, and all of that. It's like, oh. It's just a meaningless system to subjugate people. Got it. 
The stars mean nothing. Not only that, but it's a combination of how powerful you are and how like good a student you are, like how polite and well behaved and shit. Which is a yes. completely pointless metric when you put when you realize the fire kid is like the worst possible student. He literally want he literally threatens he's gonna burn people. And he he's like, Oh yeah, he's top of the top of the lead because his power is just that high. Like what, you're afraid you're gonna piss him off? What? <laughs> We're gonna treat him the best because he is the least behaved kid in the whole class, but he can set shit on fire, so that makes it okay somehow. Like I yeah. do not understand this system. It's an absolute farcical joke. Yeah, part part of it does have its problems, as you say. The ability for a teacher to just say, "Okay, this your star is a bit <laughs> shit." Yes, obviously. To be, to be fair, actually, at that point, even the other teachers call out the one teacher is like, "No, no, McCann's a zero star." They're like, "That that's a bit harsh. You can change your mind, you know." She's clearly not. She's like, "Nah, fuck it. She needs to get out." Of <laughs> it's here. Like, like one person says you're a no star. That's it. That's the end. It's like and this teacher uh... really has a hate boner for this kid. Like, well, that's because she's targeted, Mike. I don't get it. Because some other kid had that power, so he automatically hates her, I guess. This is one line of dialogue in the two volumes. <laughs> it basically says, like, the last person that had it was such a troublemaker because of the power that he doesn't trust her to not. It's like, oh, fucking menace with the power to negate. Goddamn. Because <laughs> yeah. it's one person. of those powers. It's one of those powers that it's so hard to use in an evil way. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so hard. Yeah. The only way you can, I can think of it being useful to be used by the bad guys is if you're on a team of bad guys who are, like, robbing a bank and then the superheroes show up to stop you and you're just there and you're switching off their powers. That's the yeah. only thing I can think of. I mean, Tober and In you're going to hear me, mate. Is Paramount Power so a lot? So Tober and Index has essentially the same power where he can, um, and he's the main character of that, where he can negate other people's powers. But his is far more evil in a way because he it's only on his right hand. So to when he needs to negate power, he essentially punches people, <laughs> and that's how he negates that. Punches the powers <laughs> right off. That's not how he negates the power. That's how he just knocks them the fuck out. He literally just has to touch their power with his hand. Sure, but he usually punches. Well, why yes, to knock them out to end the fight. That, that's not him using his powers, that's just him knocking them the fuck out. The point is, that's a more menacing way of doing it than just existing. <laughs> well, I, the character that I talked about in X-Men, he's, he's in the comics as well, not just in that one movie. Um, but he, his shtick is, it's like a zone around him, like an area around him. He, I forget the actual thing, I think he outputs some like special radiation which basically switch switches off the x gene which is stupid yes but it's comic books we gotta do yes. and so the way they handle that is is a lot better because this kid is basically hunted his entire life because the good guys want him on side and the bad guys want to eliminate him and so he's he's got he's had a bad life because of this power he can't help it he always switches off X, uh, the X gene, which is seen as a good thing and a bad thing, and it's a very complicated story that they can tell. Uh, that is not a story. Anything close to that depth is not what they want to do here. Uh, they, the way they handle her power is she can just activate it whenever she wants. Well, no, she has no control that, over it. The whole at the point, moment, like, she doesn't. She can't control it. Yeah, they imply that she can train it to activate it whenever she wants. 
Uh, like at the moment, she can't react to surprise attacks and shit. But you know, she's ten years old. Who, you know, that's fair. It's just not handled with any kind of nuance or complexity at all, because uh, that's not what this story is. It's a very difficult to read, dumb story that you've seen before. But the story is about how she brings change to the academy, effectively. Sure, like that—that that is the long-term goal of it. It's her learning her powers, and as a result, learning, helping others learn. No, this place is shit. Why can't we open it up and all be friends and so on? Yeah, I, I don't understand why it has so to be so isolationist. Like at least in X Men, they they describe that uh, mutants are that they're, they're hated against. They are the that they are the uh, the the outcasts of society. People are afraid of them, etc., etc. There's nothing like that here. You even get told that somehow this thing is kept a secret, even though, even though corporations, yeah, higher levels in industry, yeah. like they they all know about it, but somehow like the average person doesn't. They all know about the school. Yeah, and they all know about the superpowers. Oh, they know about yeah. They no, know they don't school. necessarily know about the superpowers. They just well, they know do, they're hiring her best friend because she can. Yes, because anything. she's a genius. They don't necessarily know it's because she's got a special power that lets her. I feel you could very easily put two and two together in this in that world. Like, I... there's no way in this world it wouldn't be known. Yeah, especially when you consider one of them powers is literal explosion magic. So, how do you how do you pawn that off? You know, arsonists. <laughs> arsonists. <laughs> I want to hire an arsonist. <laughs> Yeah. Why does the lead? Why does the owner of Microsoft want to hire an oh, arsonist? Like you're assuming corporations can hire him, for example. I do assume his abilities would be more of a military application. Yes. Yeah. So more of a government affair. Who already know about this? Because the government. It is just creates so to... many plot holes. The more yeah. you think about this being kept a secret, it's like it, it, that's a problem with X Men as well, where it's like okay. So many people know about this. How doesn't everybody know about this? And depending on your continuity, they do whatever. It's just, it's very shrugged off is my issue. It, it doesn't adequately explain these points. It just sort of tells you that's how it is and expects you to be like, cool, I'm on board. It shocks. We're told there's like 200 kids in that whole school. That's across all years of the school. Mm -hmm. Sure, you've got graduates and things but obviously presumably they're told yeah don't go spreading it around or anything sure but there's not many people that have these abilities well on that note it's not very well explained how they get them in the first place we're just told they're naturally inclined or naturally born with them or something yeah i just say naturally born with them do you mean how they get powers or do you mean how they find out people are both powers? actually uh, well, yeah, I'm assuming get powers is just you're born with them and they manifest themselves, uh, considering kindergartners have them. Uh, in terms of power, I'm going to guess it'll be one day when your kid's walking around and suddenly that wall's frozen and be like, that's <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> and then the government people are like, man, see this newspaper article about this wall freezing. Yeah, this I is... would imagine the government has people looking out for things. Yeah. We know there are like clairvoyants and things. Yes. Presumably they could be on the lookout for kids that are about to um, manifest their powers or something. Didn't find me can, so... Well, to be fair, like, how would yeah. you? 
Yeah, I was going to say, how would you? Unless you actively use a power against her, it's never going to come up. And like that's the only reason why she got to join the school because he tried to use his power on her, and I'm like, oh, it didn't work. That's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. Man walks up to girl on ten year old girl on the street, tries to throw pheromones all over her. Yeah, I mean to be fair, another artistic, brilliant choice there. Let's give her the power of negation. Which how do you draw that? Oh, white light. At least an index. Well, admittedly, I've only really seen the anime version, but with Index, it's focused on one part of the body, and if you're watching the anime, there's a very specific sound effect that goes off whenever he uses it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't really. You can't. Obviously, you can't do sound in manga, but yeah, it's just another one. It's like that's a power. How are we gonna draw that? Oh, yeah, it's like uh, there's one point where the bad kid, who's also the best kid with the special star, Atsume. Yeah, he gets on top of her and starts to let's politely I'll say bully her and uh unpolitely I'll say at least goes up to the line of sexually harassing her by pulling no, off I'll, her underwear. I'll go as far as sexually assaulting being as yeah. the end of that encounter is him holding her underwear. Yep, literally pulled her underwear off her. But boys will be boys. Uh, yeah. Uh, and like literally on straddling her on top of her, pulled off her underwear and threatened to burn her hair off if she doesn't do something. I forget exactly what. And tell him, tell him what his power is, I think, is what he wants to know. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, he wants and the only way they can think of to describe how her power works at that point is you get this like soliloquy with this kid being like, I tried to burn all her hair off, but it didn't work. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, again, because you can't draw that, it's just yeah. it like he's pulling her hair. And that's essentially the end of that. Like, yeah, it's it's just super... It's a weird scene in general with the whole... To be fair, they then try and make it. out, so I'll, I'll give him a name. Um, Natsumi Hyuga is the uh, Fireboy's yes. name. I'm just going to call him Fireboy. Yeah, I may as well. But they're, they're like, these two are now mortal enemies. <laughs> they're, they're kids with a rivalry. I wouldn't say they're trying to kill each other. No, I wouldn't even say that. I would say one of these kids is an asshole. Yeah, that's all I'd say. She doesn't care. <laughs> like, more power like, to her. She gets annoyed by him, but you yeah. know that's about it. Like, yeah, she gets annoyed by him because he's being an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I. It's, there's no rivalry here. It's just one kid is an asshole. That's the end of it. And then we got the other kid who's just a child. I also love how in the power in the school of powers where people can literally like mind read or make crazy inventions or manipulate people with pheromones and they're like the most dangerous power is fire. Fire yeah. hot. Fire indeed hot. It's, I think it's implied it's down to the scale of which he I, can I use get. it and the level of control he has. So like for example, um Hotaru, the best friend character. The inventor. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, she she's a super genius that can invent like win wazzy things, but we find out actually it only really works for stuff she's interested in. So she can't just be you can't be like, hey, can you invent this thing for me? Because if she's not interested, she can't. Whereas I suppose it's implied Natsumi has full control over his ability. He can cause fire at will, pretty uh, much. Ah yes, he his his ability is ranked dangerous. Yes. Oh Christ! <laughs> Actually, no. In fairness, those ones aren't as bad because that's more of like an arbitrary house style system of like 
this yeah. is roughly how your power is classified. Although even then, it's still it's a it's a little arbitrary. But yeah, it, like it... I'll give it that this could be bad translation as opposed to some of the other ones. But because they're like there are five types of powers by which there are three types of powers. There's dangerous, which Fireboy sits in because that's just for people who can't can't control themselves. Basically, people who are assholes. It's, it's for people who need to have like people watching over them at all times i think yeah just you know put them in a straight jacket so it's not yeah not not necessarily they can't control it. it's that these these people will hurt others given the chance uh, it's like one of it's one of the arbitrary types but then the yes. uh, the, the three actual types essentially are technology that fair enough that makes sense but then you yeah. get predisposition mm-hmm. and active <laughs> what yeah. the fuck do those mean? <laughs> yeah, none of these describe yeah. anything, and this is like a ranking system as well. So it's, it's like it's not a ranking system. It's just it's yeah. This is defined actually when they're interacting with the other schools. This defines on who they hang out with. Yeah, it's it's this is their like classes. Yeah, it's and then so the main funny. character gets put in special, which is we're too lazy to classify you. So all <laughs> the weird kids, like the time traveling teacher and all the rest of them, you can go bugger off to this thing. In one of the very few nice moments of the series where she actually feels like, oh man, people here who are like me, this is cool. And then that ends in like five pages. So, you know, not yeah, going anywhere That's with that. because that was towards the end of what we read, bear in mind. Uh, no, the, fi- oh, the final chapter of this, oh, we'll get to that. No, I'm not saying it's the final chapter, I'm saying it's towards the end of what we read. Uh, there sure. is more, obviously there is more. Oh, well, no, yeah, because I mean, there's a named character, in, I forget his name, but there's a named character, in that, basically, there's more to come. But, you know. But like, just give it. It's like, what the? Because f- they're like, ah, oh, Matt, you're in the special category. I'm like, but surely a negation power is active all the time, so it's inactive. No, it's not active all the time. Yeah, what Phil? What's you've read it all? Distinguished predisposition, all. active and special. <laughs> I don't remember exactly one. One of them, I think, active is. It is always on. You have no control over it. Essentially. I say I say no control. I'm using that very loosely. Like you can't turn it off. Um, so that's like the teacher with the pheromones, for example. He's he's always exuding them. He can't stop them. Just can't stop being that damn fabulous. Yeah. And then I think predisposition. I think the idea was like people that can make themselves run faster or something like that was the example given. So nothing to do with being predisposed towards anything. As I say, I'm willing to believe that's just bad fan translation. Just yeah, sure. Again, it could be down to translation. Although, if it's not, I do love how the other category is special. It's like, no, no, you're not. You're not pointless. You're special. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. really? Well, yeah. I mean, they are. As they point out, it's like, yeah, that's just the rejects. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what all the all yeah, the people things, we yeah. can't bother. <laughs> dangerous predisposition technology other <laughs> yes basically. yeah i'm a dollar <laughs> the whole point is that like we don't really know how best to classify you and there's that many weird and wonderful powers we're not going to bother having 50 different classes <laughs> especially if there's only like 200 students yeah because there's only 200 students in the whole school anyway there's no point because you're talking about 40 50 kids in that class assuming sure. it's an even distribution which it's probably not i would argue why would you even have a dangerous category at that point like why if they're dangerous why are they allowed around all of the 
other kids who might whose powers might be I can make bubbles. Like why are they in the same school? In theory he's under control because he does have like the power limiters on him and yeah. sure. there are people there who can you see like the enforcer, that weird guy or girl with a mask. I didn't actually know which, but mm -hmm. um who was like constantly abusing him or chasing him down and then it's the black cat mask thing. Yeah, no, that cat oh, mask is something they put on him. Yeah, I think that's this is the person who house. made that. Yeah. You only see them in like one or two scenes. Because what's the line they keep saying? Uh, you know that thing about black cats? And they just don't explain no, it. No, I didn't. <laughs> so they're like, you know that black cats? I'm like, no. Yeah, they just don't explain the it ever. They're like, <laughs> like harbingers of mis... I guess harbingers of misfortune is what Yeah, like they're bad, bad luck. <laughs> like, is that the thing? <laughs> and then this is like, they don't explain it, but they say this line over and over. And use that as an excuse to make this uh this this nullification mask thing they put on people look like a black cat. If only we lived in Japan in two thousand and two, Mike, then we might know. <laughs> like I, I don't I get it. Uh, I would assume it's like a Japanese idiom or something. Which idioms are hard to translate. They are. In fact, there's an entire episode of Archer about exactly that. Yes, it's very funny. <laughs> Way better than this. So I would put that down to the translators. Okay, so if I give that a pass, that's fine. I'm gonna take a moment to rant about the actual mask itself. Sure. What the fuck's the deal with this mask? So the way they describe it working is it sends these uh, electric signals into your brain, which gives you a headache to the point, a constant headache to the point of you can't use your powers because it's just so damn distracting. Okay, or something. One, one quick point on that, Mike. Okay. Just before you continue your rant. That's okay. what one of the other students is saying. That's what they've heard. We're not told that's actually how it works. Okay. This is just mongering among the students. If that is the case, though, that's just torture. That's, yes. That's torturing children right there. Yes, sure is. They, they just do that at the academy, Mike. Did you not pick up on that? <laughs> this is child <laughs> yeah. abuse, the school. Yeah, pretty much. And but the greater point here is... The fire kid, Natsume, whatever his name was. Yeah, you did it. Sure. <laughs> that was luck. But yeah, <laughs> he gets one of these masks put on him because he won't just stop blowing shit up. So he gets one of these masks put on him. And okay, you think at first, like, okay, they need to limit his powers. That's fine. But you think, hang on a minute. That's a mask on his face with no way of like stopping him taking it off. You could just take that off. Presumably part of the... I think the assumption is it's, like, forced onto his face. Like, it's ah, magically welded. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, no shit, but, you know. It's like, if it was a bracelet or something, at least you could argue that that's, like, locked onto his hand. He has those. He has the earrings he can't take off. <laughs> yeah, like, he, this kid is covered with shit he cannot take off. For some reason. What gets me is they have stuff like the earrings and then they have another character. Um, What were they called again, Phil? You know the name, the junior guy. Oh, Tsubasa. Tsubasa, who has like a star mark on like his like, face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which does a similar effect. Well, so why not just use that? <laughs> They've got Presum so Presumably much shit. the different things, a different effects, different strengths or something. Presumably, but it's like you, they've got like five solutions to the same problem. Or maybe you need to have a different specific way of dealing with each person. Nope. 
<laughs> I don't agree. Yeah, it is stupid and it well, strikes as If someone... we want to get into stupid inventions, this will... I didn't think this was going to come up, but this is a tangent. I'll go on now. Fucking I'll go on bath then. cans. Like, we've invented bath cans. <laughs> we've invented trash cans that, for starters, you don't put trash into. For seconders, mm -hmm. they're composters. And then they run away when you try and put trash into them. Like, who the fuck invented this? One, one of the previous students. Why would they? Why do they run? Why because would you make them run away? They, because they don't want to eat trash, Sean. Then, then what's the you, you saying you let me shove trash down your throat? Make something that fucking loves it. <laughs> <laughs> or just better yet, make everyone a has oversights in their design, Sean. Maybe just buy a composter. <laughs> I think the idea is it's better than a compost because it's not just like organic material. Yeah, See, I've, I've got just... a theory here. And it's got nothing to do with what you're saying. I'm saying that my it's theory just another is another way to torture students. The children. I mean that but... too. But what I'm my it's a meta theory here. It's outside of the actual story. It's my theory is Phil actually likes this because he is so determined to defend it at every point. Like I have no particular qualms with this. The fact you guys hate it so vehemently over such tiny details is outstanding. It's not oh, tiny, such tiny details. details. A lot of it is. Shit art and shit writing. It's tiny they're details. not tiny details. They're so integral to this thing as like as really an art not. piece. <laughs> like, the it's writing so is bad. The art is terrible at realizing what it's trying to say. And then your lead character is also a moron. <laughs> I mean, she's ten, so okay. She's ten, but you know, she's told things and she still can't put them together. <laughs> oh man, how come I only got one letter in six months? And then I watch the. I'm told that the letters aren't sent, and then I watch the letters not be sent. But I can trust those teachers. Yeah, I think the thing that really annoyed me the most about this character is the main character is so at the beginning of the story, um, the friend goes to this school, uh, stops getting letters and stuff from the yeah. from the friend, and then decides that I'm gonna gonna rob my grandfather of all of his savings, which is, you know, that's a dick move. She's dead. I'll I'll let that slide. Sure, sure. This is a dick move. And run runs away to Tokyo, which is an indeterminate distance away, and then uh, enrolls in this school. Only to find that the friend is there, and I can't figure out if they were trying to send letters and they just didn't make it, or the friend's just a dick. It's hard, to be fair, it's hard to tell because her friend is, I think Kuda is probably the way to describe it. Like she's very cold. It's very tough love, or very she's very cold towards it, even if she clearly does like Mikan. Yeah. So she's, she's just a she's just a dick. Yes. She's yes. just like, oh, you're here. Oh, didn't want you here. What the fuck? This is supposed to be your best friend. I guess you can hug me. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird dynamic. And then the the main character, Mikan, she's just like, okay, I live here now, and she gets like sad that she can't contact the outside world. No, she's all in on getting there, and then like is repeatedly told, "This is a stupid idea. You're obviously sin that once you're in, there's essentially no way you're getting out." And then like gets told that when she finally qualifies to stay in, she's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, you were told this. <laughs> you agreed to this. 
as she said, she sort of assumed she would have a week before she could start school to like go home and things. And then uh, there we get Whereas, a lovely chapter. Just like, nah. Then we get the final chapter we read where she's like, man, fucking weird that my grandpa's never written back to me. She discovers that her grandpa has been visiting the school pretty much every day and is implied to be dying. Mm-hmm. And she's like, man, well, she find, then like tries to send a letter to like resolve the situation because presumably in her mind, oh, they just hadn't reached him yet. Clearly finds out that they get burned. Yep. Goes to the teachers like, what the fuck? Tries to escape, gets dragged back into the school essentially by the teachers in a situation where she's right. So people attempt to kidnap her, which in fairness could be legitimate, could also be set up by the school to ensure kids don't want to escape because the world's because it's very like, oh, the world's nasty out there. You have to stay with us now. You're you're like, yeah, on this point, these are the same characters who like try to convince her that they are affiliated with the school when she first gets there. I don't think we mentioned them. I think they're different. I, I okay, well, different that might be the art again, but they look the same to me. They, they were very minor characters. I didn't bother memorizing yeah. the pieces. I think they, I did have that thought at one point, but I think they were meant to be different. But you know, it also could, like, it could be that they're actual kidnappers, but it also, the way it was written could come across that they're like, the school has people that do that to make. Never had kids. that impression. Uh, the way it, the way it's phrased and the way the teacher acts is very uh, that doesn't seem level. I mean, the teacher acts by attacking them to protect McCann. But it's all very ah, oh, we're the only ones you can trust here, and I'm like, uh, especially with what you've already seen, like with them burning the lights, like uh, this doesn't seem on the level. Yeah, like it's a no, situation where the good guys uh, don't seem like guys. Yeah, and then that chapter ends with her um, completely forgetting about her grandfather. Uh, going in bed with that teacher and being like, "Can I call you grandfather now?" Oh fuck yeah, that was creepy as shit. Yep, and that's this how, is the pheromones teacher. Ends. Yeah, the pheromones teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were trying to defend him early, being like, "Oh yeah, he can't help born. He can help sleeping with the ten-year-old girl." Duh. Yes, yes he can. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was. Oh, but it's fine because she can just turn off his powers, so she's not controlled by him. That doesn't make it okay. What the fuck? Yeah, that was a very uh way to it. The one thing I just want to point out here, just for the listeners specifically, mm-hmm. she asks if he can get if she can get in his bed very specifically. This isn't like he's like, hey there, girly, wanna get <laughs> in my bed. It's still not okay. No, I'm, I know, but I'm just pointing out this is this isn't like he's gone out and been like, hey, wanna cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's not he's not proactively trying to coerce kids into his yeah. Bed, okay, sure. I will give Phil this. It is two percent better. Again, <laughs> I'm, I'm just pointing this out more for the listeners who may not have read this. Oh, don't read it is this. very very minorly not as bad as what you're saying. Very yeah, okay. Minorly. As long as you accept that it's still bad. Oh, yes. it's fucking yeah. awful. No, don't get me wrong. It I don't understand why, but yes. And that's oh. how it ends. Fuck yeah. grandpa, I'm in bed with my teacher now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a jarring ending. And I, I understand it's not meant to be creepy. It's meant to be like she's finally bonding with someone and 
getting a, get, making friends, getting attached to people. Bonding because with she's had a shit openly time. betrayed her, and makes yeah. no apologies for that. It's just like, oh, it's Stockholm it syndrome. Stockholm yeah. syndrome, straight up. I suppose the idea being so obviously she, after seeing the lights getting burnt, she decides to escape. As we've said, and then there's people outside there that are trying to kidnap her. At which point, the teacher who has betrayed her effectively runs after her, starts like defending her, and these kidnappers throw. Um, I- I'm going to say a Molotov cocktail or something. I don't know, something flammable. Did they? I know he whipped them. That's about to be fair. That's all yeah, I've but the point the point is he gets heavily wounded, like he is bleeding profusely. Yeah, like it's it's not well shown whatsoever. But in one page he's like fine and using his whip, and on the next page he's like burned or bruised or bleeding. Like it's not very clear. I don't, in the I don't know if you guys missed a page or something there. Then, but you see the kidnappers throwing a flask of some sort. I mean, maybe I did miss that because. To be fair, with this art, it could very easily just blurred into the thing. I mean, we've already highlighted they're bad at drawing I'm, fire. I'm well aware you guys had trouble following things. Yeah. Um, but that that's what happens. Something gets thrown, causes a bit of an explosion, he gets injured, blood. And then she helps him get back into the school, presumably to the medical facility there. Sure sounds like Stockholm Syndrome to me. The fact that this happens at the same time where she's yes. clearly been betrayed by him and then just she forgets her old tangent that why she was trying to escape in the first place is like uh... seems staged is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. I think yeah. I I can see what you're saying, but I think the idea is she's a caring person, we're led to believe, and while obviously she would want to go see her grandfather, she realized she needs to take care of the person right next to her at that point in time who is bleeding out okay so here's my thoughts on this situation i accept what phil is saying and i accept what sean is saying i'm gonna go with what phil is saying because this this manga is not smart enough to do what sean is saying (laughs) oh what with the like the whole kid it's not it's not a setup it's not smart enough to do that it's like that's not where this is going (laughs) otherwise if it was smart to do that i'd give it more of a more of a chance, but otherwise, like, no, this kid's just dumb. <laughs> That's what we're going with. She sides with her kidnapper and betrayer. Yeah, there's just lots of dumb writing that seems to forget what was happening, like, mere pages before. I Like, they play dodgeball at some point. I don't know why. They just have a game of dodgeball. And it's not drawn as a game of dodgeball. They're just there, and then people, it's like, oh, they're out now. It's like, oh. Oh, man. Okay. I, I thought they were going to do the thing which... I've always wanted to see in one of these kind of things, like, properly come to fruition. Just, like, them playing a game of football or soccer for you Americans, and just, like, but it being, like, mutant-powered football. I've always wanted to see that shit, so, like, them just, like, straight up attacking the ball and shit with their powers. Always wanted to see that. No, not delivered. Like, I'm sure it's happened somewhere, but it's never done. I've definitely seen that somewhere. It's never done to a point where I'm satisfied with it. Steady on, Phil. Phil, you don't read sports manga. No, I'm not saying it was in a sports <laughs> manga. I, I want to say it was in like one of the X-Men cartoons, possibly. I'm not 100% on that. Side note, I don't read sports manga typically, but you know, every one I have read, I've actually enjoyed. Was it one of the X-Men films, actually? I feel, cause I feel like Beast was in it. Uh, sure, but Beast is in the... I have no knowledge on the X-Men. Yeah, so. the, the point is more why I was thinking X-Men. Yeah. 
I mean, I've mentioned X-Men a bunch of times, so... You, you have. That's because X-Men is better than this, and I'm clinging on to anything which X-Men's is better. X-Men's the one with Green Lantern, right? Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the one which is... Uh, Jean-Luc Picard plays him. Uh, Gandalf, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did that one break your brain a little bit? I, you know, I'm just trying to think of what point to go on to next. I just... Uh... I, I don't understand most of the choices uh, made in this thing, but I do think that the majority of the writing and art choices were made because the author really does see this as a shoujo manga. Like, they really want it to be light, airy, cutesy. They really want that, but because of the actual subject matter, it's so hard to deliver it. Which is why you get some scenes of I am gritty, grimdark, fireboy and I have to have my powers limited or I'll burn everything. Next to, here is a giant chick. Like, literal giant baby chicken. Now you have these like side by side and it's jarring is not the word I'd use. It's just weird. Like, it's a weird choice and has no real flow and it's, it's, it's trying to be cutesy but the subject matter doesn't really allow for that. It's like the story doesn't a hundred percent understand at this point what it wants to be. Like the the author's trying to feel it out and figure it out. Because I back when I defined its genre at the start, I when I was looking it up, like places were like, "This is a shoujo manga," and I was like, "Is it?" Yeah. Because I can guess, I can see, definitely like artistically, it's most leaning towards shoujo, but narratively, it it's not that it's shonen or anything else like that, but it just feels hard to classify because it never really feels like it settles on any genre or narrative in particular i think that's yeah. something that would happen as it went on i think um from what phil said definitely as it goes on it becomes more focused on what it wants to tell but it feels all over the place at the start the one thing i would say is we while we do use shonen shoujo as genres they are actually demographics rather than genres yes sure so that's perhaps why you can't put it in a shoujo genre because it's not really a genre as such. It's not really a battle manga. It's not really a romance. School really doesn't comedy. really feel... Yeah, it's not really comedy. School doesn't really feel like a genre to me. I think in my notes I put drama question mark. But... No, not drama. No, it's not really that either. I mean, what would you define it as, Phil? If you had to give this a genre, where would you put it? Um, fantasy? Yeah, it's def definitely <laughs> fantasy to an no, extent. No, it's not it's okay. <laughs> it is not an isekai. No, you see, no, this was pre-sorted up, Mike. So this is back when the fantasy genre had variety. You could make uh, an argument it's kind of an isekai. Because it's all a secret world, you see. So no, no. so she kind of goes from no. her normal life into oh, this oh, magical Mike. world of superpowers. I can't it's believe I'm saying isekai. this, Mike. Don't sully the isekai genre with this. <laughs> but also, Mike, that's not what isekai is. Isekai is nah, new world, not that. secret world. That's nah, kind of the same thing. It's really not. So James Bond is an isekai, is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> James <laughs> Bond, the most successful isekai ever read. Ever written. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> if only Ian Fleming knew. Oh man, I, I do not know how... Like, what genre is this actually listed? Apart from shoujo, which I mean, is not where? a genre. Bear in mind every place lists genres separately. Uh, here are the ones Mal lists. Comedy. Drama, school, shoujo, superpower. Okay, superpower is not a genre. I was going to say, but sure. 
And school, I guess, could in manga it could be a, a genre because there's like so much. It's more a setting than a genre. Wikipedia doesn't list genres for this one. They just gave up and went, it's a shoujo. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, fucking no idea what you'd call this. Like, they really couldn't pick a lane. Just fancy. It's a, it's urban fantasy. Sure, but it's also got sci-fi elements in it as well, with your bath Was cans it? and whatnot. Uh, I mean, that falls under fantasy. That's not really sci-fi, Mike. At that I point, don't know. you'd say reality is sci-fi. Oh, what? Do you have a bath can running around your house? I mean, have you been here recently? I haven't. <laughs> I mean, technically, so what? if you count a bath can as something that eats trash and then just throws it up, I mean, you've got two of them in your house right now, Mike. <laughs> you mean my cats? I do indeed. <laughs> they eat stuff and then they throw up furballs and sit. Oh, trust me, it comes way more out the other end. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Little turd factories. There you go. Cats love are sci-fi. <laughs> cats are magical creatures. They're clearly fantasy. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I honestly wouldn't know what. But that's to the point. Like we can in the same way we can't define a genre, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. You can have series that like defy tropes and all that. But in this case, it feels it's less like it's defying tropes and more like it's has no idea what story it wants to tell as of yet. Yeah, there's defying tropes, and then there's not picking a lane. Like they are very different because this not only just defies the genre structure, it's just that it keeps switching what it wants to be about. And the only real plot point that is consistent throughout is Mikan and her interactions with this school. But those aren't even consistent. Like sometimes she's having a good time, sometimes she's having a terrible time, sometimes people are targeting her. Sometimes people are helping her. It's 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 all over the place, even within that. I mean, so we did briefly mention this targeted thing. So Natsumi at one point is like, congratulations, you're now one of the targeted students. Yeah, which is stupid. Uh, and basically, it it's implied these are students of which the faculty are keeping a close eye on to keep them under control, I guess. Mm -hmm. Make sure they don't step out of line, as it were. Problem children. Yeah, yeah, pro problem children, effectively, or potential problem children. Like, they're not necessarily treated any differently just by virtue of being targeted. But the point is, the teachers are much more watchful of them specifically. I will point out one thing in uh, positive, a positive thing to say about this, about this whole school. This is not your standard superhero academy type shtick. They do math in one class. Fucking teach them math. On on that point, we do actually see in like one on one page their class schedule, and the idea is actually ninety percent of their school time is actual lessons. I know that's fucking mental. You never see that shit in. Your standard superhero academy. But bear in mind, they have like this lesson structure. But as we see, depending on who the teacher is, they might not just give a fuck and might just run wild. <laughs> there I is that. Sure, yes. If you've seen My Hero Academia, there's a scene in the first episode where they're all like, man, what are you going to do when you grow up? Oh, wait, we've all got quirks. And they're all going, yeah. And they all go ballistic quirks in that moment. And that's what they are all the time in that class outside of like <laughs> one or two teachers. Admittedly, like controlling a class full of nine ten year olds 
is not easy at the best of times. So I have to imagine if they all have, if they all have fuck you superpowers, then only there what was some guy do? who, like, I don't know, say had pheromones that could. <laughs> no, that's that, that's them. worse. That is worse. <laughs> he, he, it's a necessary like, evil, he is, Mike. <laughs> he, he is in fact their teacher. This is pointed out at one point. Yes. That's like one of the few times they don't fuck around. He's their homeroom teacher, who also has the trope of like, eh, I can't be bothered half the time. Yes, half the time he doesn't turn up, yes. I I can't abide this. No, that's just so much worse. <laughs> like, I'm going to control these small children by spewing love juice all over them. No, it's not that he controls them, it's that they don't want him to have to use his powers on them because it makes them pass so out. so much worse! So which one's worse, Mike? <laughs> the teacher who has the pheromones that control the humans, or the kid uh, who has the pheromones that control the animals? Absolutely, definitely the teacher that controls the small children. Goddamn humanist. <laughs> animals have rights too, you know? Oh, well, they absolutely <laughs> do, but at least controlling animals, most of the time, isn't creepy as shit. Again, he doesn't control the kids. I disagree. He he manipulates them at the very least, and <laughs> with even, without even without using his pheromones. I was say, he does that without them. using his abilities, though. He's just oh, manipulative. What well, that makes it better, does it? Oh no, no, he's he's objectively a horrible person. But, you know, <laughs> the, the point is, this isn't anything to do with his powers, Mike. <laughs> sure, he's just an asshole. <laughs> like he is, he is not. As you said so eloquently, subduing love juice all over the place. <laughs> the problem comes, and I think this is what the Mike's main problem is, is they try to portray him, and then even with the way it ends with him in his bed, they're like, <laughs> he's a good guy. You can trust him. He's he's doing bad things, but it's for the right reasons. And I'm like, no, he's an ass. There is so much because we say so in this. Yes. <laughs> there is so You're much. Ted, don't what think the about fuck it. are you going to do? <laughs> There's so much, like, I just don't think about it. It's like, what? No. Let's let's go back to that point. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've moved on now. Next next point. <laughs> yeah, and that's throughout. We didn't do a whole lot of discussing the plot in this, because there isn't much of well, we, one. We did. We discussed the genre and how there isn't really a plot. <laughs> yeah. But the closest thing we get, like, the story beats, closest thing we get for that is, essentially... Runs away from grandfather, steals all his money, like a dick, and goes to Tokyo, which is an... In Are you saying, Mike, that 10-year-old you never stole money? Never stole entire life savings, no. I can honestly say that. Oh, okay, right. Okay, we put the <laughs> asterisks on it, that's fine then. And ran away to this indeterminate distance academy, gets locked in with no access to the outside world, including said grandfather... Or, like, any family, which I'm assuming grandfather was the only family. I didn't really pay that much attention. And yes. then gets told that they literally wouldn't be let out for years to the outside world. And then that's all shrugged off because, like, oh, the kids are being mean to me. <laughs> and then sometimes they're not. And then at one point they go through a forest and they see a giant chicken. And then the, yeah. they try to escape. And then the teacher sleeps with the kid. The main. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and that's how at the end. Yep, that, yeah, that's the, it. The main, the main plot overall, basically, is volume one is getting into the academy and what are Alice's? Aren't they just super smart kids? Why no, the fuck are they called Alice? Like, I never got that. Like, why the fuck is why are they called, called Quirks, anything? Mike? Yeah. 
Because a quirk is like a thing, right? A quirk is like, you can be quirky in real life. You can't be alice in real life. Like, don't go down this rabbit hole. I've seen enough anime to know that everyone comes up with bullshit power names that you're like, why? Yes. Who, who cares what the name of the abilities are, Mike? All I need is someone to say, the first ability was found on a person called Alice. Cool. Okay. Make that I, assumption then, Mike. Maybe I don't it was. need to know that. Maybe it was. I would love to know that. They explain fucking everything else. No, you wouldn't, Mike. This is the exact kind of shit you complain about every fucking week. But they explain everything else. <laughs> every fucking week, you're like, oh, why the fuck did they tell us this? I don't care. It's just pointless. <laughs> and now you say, no, why didn't they explain this one thing which is pointless to explain? Are you saying you hate world building, Phil? <laughs> No, I'm saying that I don't care the it's fact the they exact didn't put it in. Reverse it of the matter. argument we always make. It's it's not though because the difference here is it's already omitted. Nah, I I need to know why they're called Alice. I I need to know because the person that scored it was called Alice. There you go. Why not? Or well, if they said that in the manga, I wouldn't be complaining. God, uh... you would. You'd be like, why do we need to know that? <laughs> I <laughs> know, I would never say that about that. Because it, absolutely, it being called Alice would. is so fucking weird. Why it's is like it? all the powers are called Jim. It's just weird. I agree, it's a stupid name for a power, but that's par for the course in the genre. It's, it's not a problem at all. I disagree. It's, it's a weird term. Wrong. You move on. Like, that's... Why are they called signs, Mike? Why are they called signs? problems. That isn't one. <laughs> It's just, just an odd choice. Why is, it, why is it the One Piece? Imagine it was called Gaku and Gary. <laughs> it's like, oh, these are all the Garys. Like, what? These why are, are the they Steves? called Bankai in Bleach, Mike? Because that probably means something in Japanese that I don't know. That... Maybe Alice means something in Japanese. You know you what? Know. I'm translating it. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> English to Japanese. I'll save you the effort. It's a name. It's Alice. Uh, English. I'm on Google here. Alice. I the Translating. I've got the front cover of the goddamn manga. It's katakana for Arisu, which means Arisu, Alice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, so, that, yeah, that is how you say Alice stupid. in Japanese. Arisu. <laughs> oh man. Oh, there's even you even get one of the fun characters with the LR names in this. It's like, oh, here's Ruka or Luka. It's one of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't understand. Okay, this is not. This is probably going to sound a bit questionable. Oh, God, we need to pad this episode out somehow. Go on. Oh, it's like... Okay, so it's the whole LR switch thing. I get right. that it's hard. Like, I'm not... I'm not judging that it's a different language. Cool. Yeah, they straight... I can't remember which one it is, but I'm pretty sure these straight up just don't have a translation for one of them. Yeah, I so I get that. But why do they keep using it then? <laughs> like, I don't understand that. Well, no. So there's no there's no issue with the way they're using it. It's when you're trying to translate it that the issue then comes because it can mean like yeah. two letters. It's it's basically do you write it in English as an L or an R? Yeah, I do remember the Stephen Fry on QI quote of like it's always a fifty fifty shot and they always seem to get it wrong. Yeah, that's just Stephen Fry. <laughs> it's just like I don't I don't understand. You know what? Same like. You'd think, statistically, they get it right half the time. I don't know if it's been made into Power Rangers yet, and even then I don't think it'll happen as a joke, but what are the lead, the lead to, like, Red Ranger for one of the Power Rangers series, aside the Super Sentai series, was um, Wright, character called Wright. Except mm -hmm. when people translate it first, they're like, okay, so it'll be light, because 
that's the name that you like i mean the lead guy in death note's called light mm-hmm. so cl- clearly it's light and then i think about two or three episodes in they make a joke about like left right and like ah it's right like oh that's a fucking stupid name <laughs> but i guess that's his name <laughs> so immediately i have to be like it's right from now on Oops. much like calling them alice's <laughs> stupid name it it is a stupid mate name mike no one's disputing that <laughs> that's the name it's irrelevant <laughs> who cares be careful or i'll activate my 33rd level of gym <laughs> Like, who are you kidding? If you had the chance to name powers, you would absolutely name it something absolutely bullshit. Yeah, I would. I'd call them all flat baggers. <laughs> and then a thousand years from that, they'd be like, why the fuck did he call them flat baggers? And I would say, because you're asking that question. <laughs> At that point, you could call them Bob and you'd still get the same question, Mike. <laughs> Clearly, because I'm still asking oh. it. Why are they called Alice? I need to know, but I don't. But I do. But I don't. Tell me why they're called Alice if you know. Do you want to know? Do you want to know more about this manga, Mike? Really? Really? I mean, I I do want to know that thing. Like, it was a joke at first, but now I actually want to know why. I mean, go read the other twenty nine volumes and then the oh, spin off and play the games and watch the anime. <laughs> I don't want to know that badly. I want to oh. know enough for someone to tell me, not. To find out myself. And frankly, that, that same idea spreads to the rest of this manga for me. So far. But you want people to tell you more about this manga? Oh, it's like, I, I just don't care. Is <laughs> more of my point. It's like a lot of this is so hard to like read and connect to. Like with the characters and the art and everything combined. I just, I would not mind if somebody told me how this went. Like, I wouldn't mind if someone gave me a detailed synopsis of the entirety of the plot. Like, okay. This is all the problems, and the Alice's live happily ever after with the normies. There you go. Hey, I will, I will also point out that it would be very easy to Mary Sue this character, and I don't think they quite do. They don't. From Yeah, I, I, think, I think they might, for what it's worth, which isn't much, granted, but for what it's worth, this is not a Mary Sue main character. Oh no, she's far too stupid. <laughs> and frankly, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with it not being a Mary Sue for once in a while, because it's very easy to do that, especially with like the power she has. It's very, very easy to just say she's the perfect character and she wants everyone to get along. And she switches off everyone's power so they can all have fun. So they have to get along. Yeah, you yeah. You must be friends, <laughs> and that's good, I guess. Question Maybe. mark. I don't know. It's very hard to compliment this. That's the, that's what gets me. It's like a looping back to something we started at the very beginning. Like this is this was clearly a success story. It ran for ten years. It sold seven million. It had games and that. Well, most manga gets anime these days, but it had games. I don't see how it. it it's the most successful in the office ever done by a mile. I don't. I don't know how. Okay, I've got a theory. Nothing in this leaps out to me as like, yeah, this is. A, not necessarily the next big thing, but this is a big deal. Was this the only good example of the superhero high school genre, I guess? Is that, was that the only good example? How, how broadly are you defining superhero? Because this is around the same time Naruto happened. Well, just like specifically in like 
a contemporary high school. Two, so what, Naruto was 01, I think? If I remember correctly, One Piece was 99, Naruto was 01, and Bleach is 03. So I'm more thinking, yeah. if it was, if it wasn't, like, if there's no other examples of a superhero slash superpowered high school, like, specifically the contemporary high school idea, then, yeah, I can see how this would get big, because, I mean, we've been, it's been proved time and time again that it works. The fact it's also in the shoujo genre, probably. So I was going to say, like, you, you did point I out... I named Naruto's three shonen, there. yeah. Yeah, which, yeah, I was going to say, they're all very shonen series, so they're more focused on the fighting and things. Whereas, yeah. um, I will say this without spoiling too much, I guess, not that either of you care. Oh, sure. We did earlier look at the genres on Mal, and you said one of them was drama. I can actually say that's pretty accurate for later on. Okay. Yeah, drama was the one I picked when I had to pick a genre. On like it, not so much, def definitely not that much in the first two volumes. Obviously, there's a bit, as we said, towards the end with her trying to escape and see her granddad and things, but it's it goes into like all the shady goings on and things and whatnot. Okay, so they do address how fucking shady it is. I mean, you couldn't not, really. Okay. I feel like they tried not to. Probably not the things you're thinking of, Mike, but yes, some some stuff that's going on. Okay, um, I can believe this gets better later because it can't get worse and yeah, still have lasted for worse, 10 Mike. years. I don't know if it could. Like, I, no, I think it could absolutely get worse. Oh, it absolutely could get worse, Sean. The teacher actually could have slept with her. My, my issue is I don't think it could last for 10 years on top of being worse. I, I think if the teacher was sleeping with her, like, in a malicious sense, I don't think it would be published. Uh, I don't know. We did, in fact, read Loveless. <laughs> and that was published. Yeah, but that's also more aimed at a more adult audience, I would argue. Uh, is <laughs> I it? don't know. <laughs> this seems like it's more aimed at like the typical shoujo range, so like 8 to 12. Again, you'd look at the magazine it's published in more than anything. Yeah, which is Hana Tayumi, which is a shoujo magazine. So. Yeah. Again, very broad demographic there, Sean. Uh, readers have been 95% female. Demo is 4% under 13, 62.2% 13 to 18, 18.6% uh, 19 to 23, 15% uh, 24 and older. So primarily 13 to 18. We are 30-ish year old men. We are in a minority of the people who read this. <laughs> now, we do this so you don't have to, boys. Am I right? Look forward to the day when I make his reader Jose manga. <laughs> I don't mind the difference there, though, Mike, is we're looking at the stats for the magazine as a whole. I, manga. I was being facetious. I, I know you were, but... I, I Honestly, I don't think there's anything in here which would stop someone from our demographic from reading and enjoying this. Outside of it being shit. <laughs> yeah, I was getting to that. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's just not it's just not very compelling. Like if you read this and enjoy it, I have questions for you, but I also don't judge you. <laughs> it's like I get it. It's not like it's not for me, but I could see like it doesn't have to stick to the shoujo. There you go. Mike, there's there's your example. Loveless. Superpowers set in school. <laughs> okay, yeah, but not everyone in the school has superpowers. It's very it's it's there's a school in it. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> to have it set in the school. As you say, not everyone's got superpowers. They got fucking cat ears. <laughs> they sure do. It's just a world mechanic in that. I don't one. care. Can we stop talking about Loveless? It's hurting me. <laughs> it's hurting me inside. I'll tell you what, then, Mike. What would you rather read, this or Loveless? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> this actually like i honestly at this point this like this was at least at least this was inoffensive <laughs> i ooh, uh, this like, was highly offensive i think when i was writing like my overall notes of it so i don't despise this say in the way i despise grand blue or minamoto's story those things like dredge up active hatred in this Mm-hmm. But I do think this is shit. Yeah, I'm very much the same. Like, this is bad, but it's not. Yeah. I don't this hate bad, it. But it doesn't make me angry. Yeah. It just makes me go, why does this exist? Yeah, I'd be like, well, that's bad. And then I'd put it down. <laughs> yeah. Stronger than apathy, yeah. but not a revulsion. At least it it, it, it evokes an emotion, <laughs> just not necessarily the one you'd want. <sighs> if it evokes an emotion, of why? <laughs> like, but uh, uh, why? <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll before we get to the conclusion, I will just throw this one little bit to you, then, Phil. Sure. As I, as I mentioned earlier on, and I think I was brought to a point, but I got sidetracked. This has sold seven million. This has had games. This has been. This is a successful series, regardless of what me and Mike think. Apparently, do you do you have like more insight into why you think that would be the case, Phil? Does it become something more interesting down yeah. the line? As as I say, it, it definitely you get more of a focused plot and things going on, a uh, lot more interesting stuff going on rather than just reading the first two volumes. It does sort of jump about a bit, like each chapter is fairly self-contained almost. Whereas later on, you do get your ongoing plot arcs and things. Um, and as say you do, you do find out more about why things are the way they are and whatnot. If you had to describe the actual like overall plot of this, what would you say the plot is? Once it gets past this initial like establish it, I'm gonna guess this is like an establishing phase. You, you're asking me to remember a lot of things here. This has been <laughs> so long. I don't want like an overall plot thing. I'm just saying like if you had to describe the actual plot of this in a nutshell rather than the premise, what would you say? I yeah again you're talking about you a series I haven't read in years. Mikan is trying to blank. Uh, give me a minute to think about this. <laughs> sure. Again, literal years since I've read this, Sean. But even it's been years since I've read a lot of my manga. I could still do a one sentence of roughly what happened in the bit I read. Yes, but you also didn't hit your head earlier this week. <laughs> I'll just use that as an excuse. I can excuse. <laughs> Admittedly, there is a few plot threads that are displayed in the first two volumes that if they tugged on those threads, I was going to say a bit more, a lot more, this would actually turn into a fairly intriguing read. And even with the idea that it's aimed more at uh, younger, younger girls, I think that these are plot points which even they like they could easily attach to as well. So if it does tug on those threads a lot more, then I can see why this would last as long as it did. The problem is is its current portrayal, it's it's just eh. I would say it's to do with her 
unraveling the mysteries of the school and what's going on around her, I guess. Okay. From what I remember, again, I don't remember much of this because it's that long and I've read it once. And you hit your head. And I hit my head earlier this week, yes. Well, from what I understand, <laughs> that's supposed to give you superpowers. I... You're, right, you're right. He hit his head, then he emitted pheromones and I came running. So <laughs> clearly... <laughs> No, that was because the doctor rang you. <laughs> because of the pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> the pheromones. <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> I, is there anything else anyone wants to bring up before we move to our usual conclusion? I think I'm done. Cool. Mike, buddy old pal. Now that you know that you could buy this for the low, low price of like 20 to 30 pounds, maybe, a volume. If you're lucky, yeah. If you're lucky. <laughs> Would you read more, buy more, or watch the anime adaptation? Not that we can in the UK. Thanks, Crunchyroll. Sure. I have a VPN. I could probably watch it if I was desperate to. Uh, my, my issue with this is what we're presented in the first two volumes is so all over the place that it's, it's just, it never stays consistent with even within its own logic and its own storytelling. So I find it so hard to get attached to anything. And then on top of that, the art is so messy. Like even when the the frame flow is working properly and you understand where you're supposed to read, the art in those frames is so messy and I personally have such a hard time telling characters apart and scenes apart because the backgrounds are okay at best. Just all of that together means that I wouldn't read based on this, what I've read here. I wouldn't read more. But I guess if it does get better later and I have some assurances that it gets a fair amount better later and it has the complexity that it can have based on the information we already have, I guess I would consider it. Uh, as for, this would probably be more of an anime watch than a manga watch for me just because I would want to not commit too much of my brain power to it. Just so I could have it on. I suppose, really, the defining fact comes down to how good is the voice acting. Because children vo child voice acting is uh, a delicate art. And with this story, I would not be able to overlook bad voice acting. So it comes down to that as to whether or not I'd watch it for an anime. I'm pretty sure Rikugami is in the voice acting cast of this. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. Mean much to mine, you don't sure. know. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, tell me what else they've voice acted. Everything. Oh, She's like say. the most famous voice oh, actor, okay. probably. Okay, fair enough. Well, if you don't know her, I don't know if you'll know any Japanese voice actors. <laughs> if like if it's good, then yeah, I'll probably give it a watch. As for reading it, I don't know if I could trust it enough to read more, and certainly not enough to pay out these exorbitant fees for it. Absolutely not. So this is a, this is like an 80%, it's like an 85% no and a 15% maybe. It sounds very similar to your conclusions on Loveless. That's all I'm saying. Where you were like, as long as it goes in the way I want it to, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I think the difference here though is Mike saying, as long as it got better, he would read it. Whereas in Loveless, he was saying, as long as it goes in this very specific situation. Oh, not even yeah. that. With this, I'm saying, as long as they pull on the threads that they've got, I would read it. In Loveless, as long as they completely change the plot 
fundamentally <laughs> than I'm in. Wow. So yeah, it is yeah. different, but yeah, similar. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. My takeaway is uh, well, this is one of the like five manga series I don't already own a volume of, and uh, no, I have no interest in reading more. Like nothing in here inspired me. The sense that we get better enough that I'm gonna like it. I didn't like the. I felt the writing was very confused. The artwork was ultra confused, both as a reader and as trying to relay what it's trying to tell to you. I didn't really invest in the characters or the narrative, mainly because there wasn't really a coherent narrative at this point in what we read. Like, if I'm being blunt, like it's probably if you look at it more from a more balanced, like, sorry. A more balanced objective standpoint, by which I mean a subjective, my opinion standpoint. Hmm. Uh, it's probably one of the worst sets of two volumes we've read. I don't, again, don't get me wrong. The fact it ran for another 30 volumes or so, it probably gets better. It probably evens out. The artist probably gets better at drawing the powers and realizing what they're trying to tell. Because after 10 years, you couldn't, unless you misfile, you couldn't not improve. So... I can appreciate why people maybe do get into it, but certainly from me looking at it from the perspective of these two volumes, this is a garbage fire and I have zero interest in getting into it anymore. And it, I physically, again, from the perspective of these two volumes, cannot compute how it sold 7 million or is in the top 250 on mile or has any accolades whatsoever. But uh, I throw it over to you, Phil, because I don't actually know if you've read all of this or not. Or bought I any of it. Don't so, remember. Good start, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, would you? <laughs> can't remember. Brilliant. Would you read more? Would you buy more? And would you watch the anime, Phil? Oh man, Phil has the enviable situation of hitting his head so hard that he's forgotten all the things he's ever read, so he That's, can. It's really experience not Experience them all again, <laughs> first time. You're literally asking me to remember something I read, like. 10 years ago or something like that. Just think I, you can reread Loveless now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I, yeah, I would read more. I didn't have any particular problem with what we read. The art's a bit messy. I agree. I, I think, actually, I remember when we were talking at the end of last ep after recording at the end of last episode, I actually thought this series was older than it was because it made me think of a more 80s or 90s art style. Mm -hmm. Whereas, as Sean said, this is like early 2000s instead. It is It is definitely a bit messy, and I do agree there is some confusion in places where, particularly with um, McCann's abilities, where it's like, oh no, something's not happened and you just don't always get that communicated until someone says, oh no, this thing actually hasn't happened. But yeah, generally, I would have no problem reading more. I think I actually own volume three of this. Not three volumes, volume three specifically. Just the third one. Wait, Mike, does that make him rich or not? Oh, let's find uh, out. Probably, probably like talking. I'll, I'll, I'll eBay it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm inclined to buy it from what I remember. Definitely not at the exorbitant prices that I would have to pay at this point in time anyway. Not that you could buy all of it either. Yeah. Well, like, again, anyway, like, one volume was 100 quid, I think, when I checked yesterday. And I, th I would want the whole thing at that price. 
reasonable. Well, in answer to your question, depending on how and when you sell it, you could either get quite a lot of money or no money. What's quite a lot of money, Mike? Quite a lot of money is there is three upper listings here, just on the first page of eBay. One is uh, £55, one is another one's £55, and one is £150. Oh! Mm-hmm. And the lower end is there's one here for £8.50. It's a bit, bit of a spread. Bit of a difference. A bit of a difference. So, you know, good luck. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, wouldn't buy it. Would probably read more. Would I watch the anime? I mean, maybe. If nothing else, you do have cleaner art in some ways. It's a bit. It would be a different art style. It would be tidied up. Oh, it couldn't be worse. Mm. Well, I've, I mean, I've seen screenshots of it. It's almost like an entirely different art style. Uh, it reminds me of something, actually. I can't think what. I mean, it's like every show then, so you'll have to be a bit more... Oh, um, actually, no, I think I might know what you meant by he says trying to find the anime. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's probably like a million things, but... Card captors, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I could see that. It does have a tinge of card captors, but like that... Well, they're about the same style. age, and they're in like the same kind of sailor so, uniform style. Yeah, that sort of uniform and things. Yeah. The eyes aren't big enough. They'll never be I, big enough. I don't know, the eyes are pretty fucking big. <laughs> they are. But yeah, um, I mean, if you've seen, if you've pulled up like screen caps of it, it's definitely clearer art style, obviously. So uh, maybe, I don't know. Don't know. There you go, then. We, uh, that's the most praise that this series will get from any of us. It's a distinct meh across the board. Yep, pretty much. But uh, I'll tell you what isn't meh. Mike's Twitch streams. Where can they find you, buddy? Old assumption, buddy, but here we go. That's <laughs> twitch.tv slash Bazekra. B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R. And uh, I don't have superpowers, unfortunately, but uh, I am a gaming god. So, you know, one of those will happen. Still still world number one? Or? Oh, I let you know what? Let's quickly check this. Uh, yep, I am still world ranked number one in a particular speed run. There you go. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. I am findable at Slazer King, where you could see me moaning about gacha or buying way too many books and mangas that I'll never get to reading, as I mentioned at the top of the show. And here we go. Phil, buddy old pal, where you at on the internet? I'm going to make you do it. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, it has to be done now. It's an expectation. This, this is what they come here for. Awkward silence. <laughs> I was about to say, I'll wait him out, but no, Phil. You, you won't wait <laughs> you him out. You really wouldn't. Put it like this, kids. We were like waiting for like 20 minutes for Mike to like take the world's longest dump, and I think Phil said <laughs> five words in that time. So I stand no chance in this battle. So you can <laughs> find Phil at Phenaxian. P-H-E-N-A-X-K-I-A-X. Yes, I got that right. I, I admittedly zoned out there. I sure <laughs> that's the spirit buddy and i mean hey you probably do want to follow him right around now because e3 season sorry it was e3 season so you'll actually be able to um read some of his tweets on gaming it's like the one maybe. time a year where he actually tweets yeah maybe possibly but it'll it'll be like five instead of none that'll be that'll be how many tweet updates you see off of him but if you want to see something that does actually tweet all the time 
at Trash Manga Cast, where you can uh, view tweets on when our new episodes are going live, as well as promoting when other companies pick up cool series, including stuff that we've talked about in the past or may talk about in the future. And the other way to make sure you get notified when an episode goes live is to simply just subscribe. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So uh, subscribe or follow or rate or whatever buzzword they're using for the same function today. And obviously, don't forget to tell your friends as well. Get them in on it as well. There's a whole year. There's a backlog of episodes you can listen to. It will be a good time. Alternatively, they'll pull their hair out and ask them, why did you make them suffer so? We're all trash manga friends now. We're all trash manga friends indeed. And speaking of, it's almost time for a whole new trash season of anime. So, Phil, what what gem have you pulled out from the summer lineup for us to suffer on next time in episode 31 of Trash Manga Friends? Oh, boy. Well, we've just done Shoujo, so let's do Shonen. As we read Peach Boy Riverside in anticipation of the anime. Oh, my God. A Shonen series on this show? Uh, yeah, right. I You don't read those, Phil. Well, spoiler alert, Sean. I started reading this specifically for this show. Oh, man. So it must be good in that case. Find out next week. Next episode. Yeah, you self-corrected, buddy. I'll I'll allow it. Woo! So, yeah, enjoy that next time. We will see you in July when they're complaining it's hot now. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. See you then, everybody.